This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing swell. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm actually dead on my feet because it is Sunday and we've been dancing since Tuesday, so yeah. And with whom am I speaking? You're speaking with Simon. Simon Ward? Simon Ward. The Simon Ward? From Sydney, Australia. Holy cow. (laughs) What is your uh, primary role in the line dance community? Um, I would say mainly a, a... instructor and choreographer um, mainly for the events uh, internationally um, I do a few events at home but I'm mainly on the road a lot um, international and then um, but it's my part-time job it's not my full-time job mm. so yes but um yeah as I would say instructor mm-hmm. choreographer yep and how, how long have you been doing that for uh, about 23 years now wow so you're a pro um, well, I don't know about that but yeah <laughs> it's been a long time um, yeah, I started when I was, what, 17? Hmm. I'm now 40, so yeah, yeah 20, 23 years in the game. So it's, um, it's nice to be able to still have a career and some kind of recognition all these years later. So, oh yeah, they yeah. certainly haven't forgotten about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what got you into it in the first place? Um, by accident, actually. I, I used to show horses full... Um, uh, professionally, sorry, I'm so tired, I can't even speak right now. Um, yes, yeah, so I used to show horses professionally, and uh, most of my friends were older than me, so they all went clubbing uh, one night, and I couldn't go because I was too young. And one of their mothers said to me, "Why don't you come line dancing?" And I was like, "Don't be ridiculous, I'm not going line dancing." And um, and that's when like achy breaky heart and all that hit hit the scene, and yeah, there was a massive boom in the line dance world, and. Um, she said, no, you'll know a lot of people there from the horse circuit, so, um, you know, just come for something to do. So I went along and um, walked in, it was about 500 people dancing, you know, with cowboy hats and boots and buckles and all kinds of stuff, and um, yeah, it was kind of like, wow. And um, because I did know a lot of people, I um, kept going every week, and then I just started learning, and the rest is history. Hmm. So, yeah. And how did you uh, gain the confidence to start instructing when did you feel like you knew enough dances or or were familiar enough with how it goes Um, to teach it yeah well within the first 12 months I think it was I started teaching it was more we had a club Um, so there was a bunch of us that used to do gigs and stuff and we'd all take turns in teaching and stuff Um, yeah I kind of found it come naturally so um, yeah for me um, yeah, I just took because that's my passion. Teaching is my passion. Mm-hmm. I do choreography because I have to, mm-hmm. and I do like doing it. Don't get me wrong, I do like doing it. Um, but teaching is my number one passion. I'd be happy to teach other people's dances mm-hmm. if they'd let me, but they won't. I have to do my own. <laughs> so, yeah. What got you into choreography? Um, well, I just wanted to give it a go and just to see how hard it was. And the very first dance I choreographed was to Glenn Campbell's song, Rhinestone Cowboy. Uh, Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Yep. And I remember I was choreographing it at home. And again, I was only, what, I think I was only 17 or 18 at the time. And I wanted something original in there. So I took some moves out of Jane Fonda's fitness videos. (laughs) And put it in in put it in rhinestone. So how how Jane Fonda's fitness videos and um, rhinestone cowboy marries up is beyond me. But um, yeah, it was. Um, I just had a go, and then I had a. I choreographed another dance. I think it was called Budweiser or something like that. And um, a couple of teachers picked it up and taught it. 
And that's when it was like, oh, okay. And so I did another one and a couple of teachers thought that. And then again, it just progressed and yeah, here I am now. So yeah, I love it. What yeah. informs your style? Uh, who did you look to, in addition to Jane Fonda, for inspiration <laughs> to, uh, to develop new movement? Yeah, I guess, like I've never had a technical class in my life. So um, when it comes to technique and that kind of stuff, I'm all self-taught and it's really just from observation. Um, and I pick up things from everyone, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the people that I obviously look up to in the dance world, you know, is people like Rachel, who's like a sister to me. And, and, but I still can, even though she's, you know, one of my best friends, I can still look at her on the dance floor as a pro and, you know, admire her skill and talent and learn from her. Um, same as Joe Thompson. I remember when I was, um, I would have been 19, something like that. And I, Joe was in Australia, and I sat there and just at the edge of the stage and just watched her teach, and I was just absorbing everything, you know, as much as I could um, from that level. Um, so dancing, yeah, I picked up, I've picked up stuff from beginners, you know, like just little things they might do, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, you know. Um, so yeah, um, to me, it's all about just feeling the music, you know. As I get older, though, I'm not really into the hardcore funky stuff my body's just not holding up like I used to but I think that's just so many years of dancing and you know I just um I just couldn't be bothered anymore <laughs> I'm too lazy <laughs> yeah but uh, I love my um Viennese waltzes my night my nightclubs uh cha-chas you know all those kind of things so that's probably what I in, a, in addition to Rachel who else would you say are your peers who were coming up at the same time as you who kind of like get what you've been through um yeah so probably like Rachel and I kind of came up the ranks um like as in where we are now on the international stage um uh, like I said I've been around that long I'm just trying to think who else um kind of came up with us at that stage um yeah Scott Levins was really already established basically and so was Joe um, I just can't think right now on who who else there would have been because um, so many have come and gone you know um, if it helps uh, when did you start working with other other choreographers that would have been in actually funny enough here we are at um, Doug and Jackie's event and it was Doug that gave me my first gig overseas huh. in 1998 I think it was he um, took a gamble and flew me over from Australia to America to do a workshop and um, yeah, in California at his old event and um, yeah, it paid off and yeah, that kind of got invited back again and that's when it all started kind of happening year after year. So ever since 1998, there hasn't been a year that I haven't actually traveled internationally to teach at events. Hmm. So yeah, which is pretty cool. What, what is it that you enjoy about teaching as opposed to the other branches of line dance? Um, I think I, I just love getting up there and getting the message across to people, then watching their faces when they actually put all the pieces together and, and you know, the music comes on and it all just comes to life and you see how happy they are. And I just love the whole craft of teaching, of um, breaking it down and helping people and, you know, using tips and, you know, styling and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but it, yeah, it's that overall end result that I love and I love... Yeah, if I'm teaching a dance and you can see that people are struggling, but you know, you find a way to get the message across and they get it. And you know, every workshop I've had um, this weekend, 
you know, it's so nice because people just take the time out to come up to you after it and thank you so much for, you know, being patient or giving them some styling tips or, um, you know, just whatever, you know, they might love the dance or whatever it is. And, you know, that's what I love about it, you know. What are some examples of effective methods that you or other instructors use? Like, I, I know that many people will do uh, the sort of call and response of, you know, say yes, say okay, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, what What do you find helps in your lessons for keeping people engaged and having them really uh, retain what they're learning? Yeah, look, you got to be really, to me, I'm really aware on what's going on in the room. And that's everything from, are they getting the dance? What's the vibe like? Can I see their head starting to drop? You know, I can see them starting to lose interest, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm fully aware of what's going on in the room. And, um, you know, when you get to change it up, you get to change it up. So I might do something like along the lines of, um, yeah, I might throw in some comedy or just tell a story about something. And that kind of just throws their attention and, you know, reprograms their brain to get back into the dance. Um, yeah, so that's with the technique of teaching. What I try and do is not lose them. Um, you know, if it's a two-wall, four-wall dance, you know, I might teach it in blocks of um, 16, for example, um, and do it on each wall. So then when the time comes that the, the whole dance is being taught, there's no surprises when they're facing a different direction because they've already been there and done that. Right. So that kind of keeps them um, alert, I guess you can say, because they're not doing the same thing over and over on the one wall. Mm. I'm mixing it up all the time, so they don't have time to <laughs> lose interest, you know, mm. so... Just out of personal curiosity, is there any any story behind uh, the dances Powerade or Larger Than Life? Because those are two of my favorites that are still done in Northern California. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Larger Than Life came about, um, I was actually in California at the time. I just came off the success of Titanic. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. still done on occasion as yeah. well. Yeah. And... Um, I was actually teaching at an event here in Vegas because of the Desert Sands Festival. So the old original Vegas Explosion was the Desert Sands Festival at the Tropicana. And um, I was invited there to teach and I needed something new and I loved the Larger Than Life. The song came out at the time and um, yeah, I was at my friend's place in California and thought um, I'd just put it together and you know, it blows my mind that today it's classed as a classic and it still gets done at every event, you know, and that was in 1999, I choreographed that one, so, um, yeah, that blows my mind. Powerade, um, that one is just a, um, a local artist back at home in Sydney, uh, Vanessa Morossi, mm -hmm. and I was teaching an event in San Francisco at the Golden Gate Classic, and, uh, which is Charlotte Skeeters' old event, and um, again, it was just... I loved the song when I heard it, so I just threw the dance together and brought it to San Francisco. So, yeah. And as a as a mentor for at least one other line dance personality that I'm aware of, what sorts of advice do you impart, and what kind of guidance are you able to offer? I I always tell the upcomers because um, now I feel like I'm one of the oldies, and I never thought I'd say that, but I am. Um, keep your feet on the ground. This sounds a bit harsh. I always say you're only as good as your last dance. Oh. And that's probably a bit harsh, but I guess what I'm saying there is is that if you don't keep producing the goods, you will stop getting invited to these things. And, you know, that's what, if that's what you want as a career, um, you know, stay focused. Um, know your audience, you know. Um, we all have our audience out there 
you know, if it's Guyton or if it's Scott or Joe or, you know, myself or whoever, we've all got our core audience. So know your audience and know who you're choreographing for. Um, and I always say have a backup plan because mm. if it doesn't work out, what are you going to do? You know, if dance dies, just say if dance dies one day, got one day, I hope it doesn't, but if it did, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You know, so, or if you got injured, broke your leg, what would you do? So I always say have a plan B, um, regardless, you know. There's very few people that can go out and do it full time and survive because it's just so draining. It's taxing on the body, on the mind. Um, yeah, so I tell, I tell everyone have a plan B. That's, that's what I did, so. And what's, uh, what, what is it that gives you the strength and the work ethic to balance both your home life of, of work as well as this? and? You know, keeps you positive up on stage and keeps you going flying event to event. I love what I do. It's as simple as that. As I just love what I do. Um, you know, I always say that the line dance community is like one big family, and you know, there's 1,500 people here, and everyone's just getting along. Everyone just forgets about what's going on at home, and um, you know, politics and all of that's gone out the window. Everything. You know, people are just here to have a good time and enjoy each other's company and. Everyone talks to everyone and yeah, it's just our own little world that you can escape to and just get away from everything that's going on, you know, back home or wherever it may be. And, um, and there's a lot of people out there that are going through tough times and, you know, right now are going through tough times, but they can get away for that one weekend and just forget, forget about it all. And, you know, that's what I love about it, you know, it's so much fun. As amazing as all this is, it's sort of hard to summarize all that when, when trying to tell somebody to come to the local community center line dance class. How, how do you share line dance with people back home? Well, I used to teach full time. I used to do something like 13 classes a week. And I had to stop, I had to stop it because I, I was losing the passion for it. It was becoming a chore. Um, I just wasn't interested anymore. And I was like, this needs to stop because I actually do love it, but I'm not enjoying it. So that's when I went and got a plan B in regards to my finance um, job that I've got. Um, Those classes are tough because you don't have the energy and the atmosphere that you have in events. So some of the dancers that get taught here at the events, they're event dancers, they're party dancers, you know? So it's really hard to go back to class and deliver that message in a community center environment. It just doesn't have the same effect, you know? Um, But again, that's the whole idea of these events is to let loose, have some fun, and you know, that's the whole idea is for that atmosphere that you come here for. I think people expect that the atmosphere is not gonna be at their local class. You know, it is a bit different. and you also don't have all the choreographers and everyone around you as well, when you're, yeah, and that makes a huge difference. It does. As well, yeah. Now, you mentioned that you hope that the, the scene never ends up dying. What can we do to keep it strong? What would you recommend that uh, the dancers, the DJs, choreographers, instructors, uh, what can we all do to help spread it and keep it healthy? Look, I, I truly believe like we need to get young people into it. It's as simple as that. We need more younger people in. Um, line dancing is an aging population. Um, some people don't like hearing that, but it's a reality. It, it is, and you know, even at this event here, it's been interesting to see some of the ladies that I used to teach, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, 
you know, are struggling now, you know, with, um, you know, hips and knees and that kind of stuff. So they can't do what they, they, they want to, but their body just is not allowing them. And, you know, and eventually that, that's, you know, it's got to keep continuing unless we get new blood in. Um, so I, I say encourage the young ones, mix it up, cater for everybody, beginners, like look at that beginners room here in Vegas. It's huge, mm-hmm. you know, and there's like three, four hundred people in the class. Um, that's genius. You know, you need to have beginners and you need to cater for beginners at events. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any ideas that you've had for line dance that you haven't seen enacted yet and maybe you would like to? Like, let's say you were to create the ideal event uh, for uh, maybe a, you know, a regional celebration like Mayworth or something like that, or a bigger worldwide sort of event, um, what sorts of things would that event include? Like, I love how they, they've been doing the multiple projector screens. That's cool. Yeah, I see yeah, some yeah. places use nextlinedance.com or djfeed.net yeah. um, to do requests. What would you like to see? Even if it doesn't exist yet, what would you like to see in the line dance world? I don't know if it's something that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want... I want to see events... I like to see events organized. I like to see structure. I like to see an effort being put into them, mm-hmm. not just, you know, you make up a packet and people turn up and there's a DJ and they play music and people dance, you know, like, that's something that's so special about this event. It's not just, obviously, the size of it is huge, but when you look around, you know, you've got a line dance lobby, for example, where people can just dance all day if they want to. They don't have to go to classes if they don't want to. They just can dance. And you've got all the flags up and you've got all the signs. Every room has got the balloons next to the stages. And again, it's creating that atmosphere. And it's really just the finer details that, that's what I look at mm-hmm. uh, when I go to events. It's those finer things that, um, those little things that make a huge difference um, in my eyes. And um, yeah, but I, I honestly can't think of anything that hasn't been done yet that um, I would like to see. I just like to see the quality continue um, along the lines of something like this. Yeah. Are there any tools or tips or tricks that make all of this life easier for you? Uh, any maybe um, any t- tips for packing clothes differently or uh, booking flights or uh, uh, preparing things in advance anything that maybe used to be difficult for you until you found out about some shortcut or simple thing that um, that made that easier for you so that you were able to keep doing all of this yeah you, you, you kind of just get into a routine and you know exactly what you need to do like mm. I know people that go overseas for a holiday and they pack like a week before mm. you know I'm packing that morning and huh. it's only because I know what I need to take because I've done it so many times. And what, what, sorts of, what sorts of things? Oh, uh, you know, like I know I need to take one blue, one black, one brown, um, you know, pairs of jeans and um, black pants, for example. I know I need a white collared shirt because we're probably going to do a show and it's going to need that, maybe with a black tie or something like that. So I've got my black pants, white shirt. Um, you know, you think about workshops. Okay, well, yeah wear t-shirts in the workshops because they do get quite hot Uh, if i'm judging i'll make sure that i've got collared shirts in there for when i'm judging so it gives you know for that professional look nighttime you know if there's themes you know make sure you have a look before you you know you leave it um that what themes are there because it's really important that you participate in those themes you know um and um yeah it's kind of like it's just all programmed in your brain you just know what you need to what to take but every event's different just depends on what your workload is yeah 
And what habits have helped you, like uh, perhaps like sleeping early or uh, eating a certain thing? What what habits have you developed that, in the long run, make all of this possible for you? And also, what habits would you suggest that people avoid so that they can be dancing for longer and healthier? <laughs> I don't think I'm the person that should be <laughs> answering that question because I burned a candle at both ends. I know I do. Um, the reason why I do burn the candle at both ends is because I do very few events. So when I do come to an event, I go for it because I know I'm not going to do another one for some time. You know, if I was on the road permanently, like Scott or Rachel or Guyton or someone like that, um, I would have to certainly, you know, um, tailor my ways, you know, um, to survive because it is important that you know you sleep and you rest that body and you eat well you can't you know it's so easy to eat crap when you're at these things because it's quick you know and everyone just wants something quick so they can move on um hydrate oh my god that's most that's all i do is drink water basically all day just hydrate um and when you do get that moment in between workshops and stuff just go and have a rest just go and put your feet up and close your eyes for 20 minutes just to recharge because you got to come back down on stage and be the party animal again so be amazing yeah 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 yeah. so when you and the other choreographers get together and chat about line dance topics uh, what are the sorts of topics that make you the most excited to really dig into no well when we get together we don't talk about line dance that much to be honest um, because we're all really good friends Hmm. you know we're not just work colleagues we're actually really really good friends and we all know each other on a personal level so a lot of the times we're just talking about life and um, you know our personal lives and our families and stuff like that so um, very rarely do we actually sit there and talk about dance you know and something might come up here and there but it's you know it doesn't continue you know um, because we talk about it so much in general when we do get together we kind of have that mutual understanding that yeah okay we're off duty no dance you know yeah. so yeah, but um, we do talk about um, obviously music choices and choreography styles and um, you know places we've been. You know, oh, you should do this event, or if you get a chance, go here. You know, those kind of things. So, yeah, we talk about that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, we don't talk a lot about dance. Yeah. And if people wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that? What's the best way for people to communicate with you? Oh, they'll probably just you can. Through my email is the best way to do it. Um, they're on my step sheets, which are on um, Line Dancer's website or um, Coppernob or something like that. I, I put my um, email address on all, all my step sheets, so if anyone needs to contact me, that's where they can get me. Hmm. Yeah. And would you be able to spell that out again? Bellychops at hotmail.com. Bellychops at hotmail.com. Is, is there a story behind that? There is, actually. <laughs> um, when I first signed up for Hotmail back in the day, I don't know how long ago that was, but back in the day when the internet started, you know how, you know, if I was going to use Simon Ward, it had to be Simon Ward 1472 or something like that. And I was like, no, I want something that's just one word. And um, my friend uh, Kelly, I used to call her Kelly Belly. And then I called her Belly Chops. And then, I don't know, I just went, yeah, Belly Chops. And it's just stuck, and everyone knows that my email is bellychops at hotmail.com. Everyone knows it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I've got one and a half more questions for you. One sure. is um, 
if you could ask something of, and you could take these individually if you'd like, or if maybe there's just one big thing, um, if there's something that you could ask the dancers, the DJs, the event managers, the choreographers to either do or to think about, maybe it was you know anonymously, if you could like slip a note under the door of all of the fellow choreographers out there, or all the instructors, or maybe some of the event um, coordinators, what are some of the things that you would ask for them to either uh, do or, or consider, just to think about? Um, ooh, okay. Um, maybe probably just the one thing that I'd get staff to do in general is to make sure that they mingle with the crowd. I think that's really important. That's something that I really try and do out there is you know, work the room, stop and talk to people. You know, in the lobby there, everyone's sitting around in the lounges, lounge chairs and stuff like that. So go and sit next to them and have a bit of a chat. So, because um, it's quite easy because again we are all we're all friends and sometimes we all kind of bunch up together and we all hang out together and then the night's over and no one really went and spoke to anyone, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I would probably encourage staff to mingle more and get amongst it. Okay. Yeah. And finally, what dance? would you recommend for everyone to learn right now? Heaven on Earth, of course. Mm. And who choreographed Heaven on Earth? Who was that? Oh, a dance that everyone should learn right now. Um, that's hard to do because of um, the different levels you got out there. So it'd be hard to say one. I think with the hardcore advanced dances, do something crazy and just looks amazing out there at the moment and the energy that it brings into the room I think it's fantastic um, yeah I, I, um, beginners I really like um, a little dance called Bring On The Good Times uh, choreographed by Maggie G and Gary O'Reilly um, that's just such a fun upbeat country dance and um, all beginners can do that one and they really enjoy it um, Intermediates. Oh, I'm just going to stick with Heaven on Earth at the moment because mm-hmm. that seems to be a bit of a hit here at the moment. So. It seems to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll roll with that one. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for sitting down and chatting. With Very me. welcome, my friend. Yeah. Good to see you again. Likewise. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm signed up for at least one of your events in the near future. Which one's that? Uh, Northwest Line Dance Blast in Portland. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll be seeing you then. Absolutely. Well. It won't be long. Yeah. Rest right. up. Yeah, and you as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I plan to.